the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more. Um, the market's kind of getting through a lot of stuff right now. And I throw that out there in large part because yesterday it was oil. Last month it was COVID. Oil collapsing is, I'm not going to say a feather in the cap because that's not where I'm going at. Um, but we're processing, you know, again, another thing that some people are going to have to process is, um, how much debt the United States is taking on to solve our problems. Two trillion here, uh, two trillion there. Ugh. <laughs> that starts to add up, right? Um, 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. So there's a lot of working issues right now that we should be dealing with. And we are in isolation. COVID, obviously, has kicked into the restaurant industry hardcore, the travel and leisure hardcore. And we've put financial numbers on them. How much is the restaurant industry going to lose this year? We know the numbers within reason. And then you start modeling, you know, when do they come back? When do they not come back? And you start seeing it a little bit clearer. Um, 6,500 restaurant operators were surveyed and they've lost 30 billion in revenue in March. They expect to lose an additional 50 billion in April. By the end of the year, they expect to lose $240 billion. Do we trust uh, surveys with restaurant owners? I, I'm not that much of a loser that I have to like say, let's just say it's close. One analyst is saying theme parks in California won't open until 2021. Um, so that's going to be interesting to see how Disney is able to string along the public to remain interested and not to give up on the stock. They have plenty of cash for now, but they also have furloughed a ton of employees as has the United States, 22 million Americans unemployed in the last four weeks. Stuff's adding up and it's, it's a stress, but look, the market's holding as well. Is it a rubber band where it bends, but doesn't break? I don't know. Uh, do I expect to be at all time highs this year? No. Next year, I doubt it. Realistically, we're looking at 2021 as a year of, okay, now we're getting back to work, and now we're getting back to speed. Will it be two quarters that this is isolated in? No one thinks so. Everyone thinks it's three. So you look at the calendar right now, it's the second quarter. Then there's the third quarter. Then there's the Christmas quarter. In the Christmas quarter, maybe we'll be start waking up. Maybe we'll start becoming out of our COVID slumber. 
right? That's the expectation at this point. Um, I, I haven't processed all the ramifications of sports being canceled, but we've seen the mayor of San Jose and the mayor of LA say, realistically, we don't see people getting together in large groups. Um, bullish sentiment of last week is sliding away this week and it's sliding away in the slippery oil patch. Um, crude futures, it's not even worth bringing up. It's they're negative. We have no place to store the massive amounts of glut that we have. And if we have no place to store it, we're looking at when, when does that open up? And we're looking like maybe 30 days. Even Saudi Arabia, this will have some backlash on them because at some point they got to turn off the pumps. If they can't put it on a barge to send it around the world, they got to turn off the pumps. IBM and Coca-Cola both had better than expected reporting, but I'm going to call those 2019. And 2020 is going to be the COVID year. So I want to see what IBM and Coca-Cola do in COVID versus 2019. And then if COVID kind of you know plays itself out in 2020, then I'm going to look at IBM and Coca-Cola as 2021. So I'm seeing three periods of time being kind of divvied up here. There's indications out of Washington that congressional leaders today are going to get together and uh, get pushed a $500 billion stimulus bill out. I was watching, um, I was working with my kid the other day about powwows. Now some American Indians are still doing powwows. Now they're doing them digitally. I'm like, that's kind of cool to think of Zoom, a, a Zoom powwow. And you can dance, you can do prayers, you can do chants. Sounds like powwows are kind of all that in a bucket of chicken these days. Almost exactly what we need to be doing. So oil is the story now. Ten-year Treasury sits at 55 basis points. That's not good. You know, I, I, I pride myself on not sugarcoating with you. We will see a market starting to improve when we start seeing 10-year treasury around one. Anything under that, and it makes me psychologically fragile. I will get off the show today. I will cry. I will get into a ball, and I will weep. Then I'll slap myself a couple times and say, get back to work. The 10-year treasury bothers me. It bothers me enormously. Um. We've never seen a collapse like this on the 10-year treasury. We've never seen a collapse like this in oil prices. Gold's holding up right around $1,700 an ounce. Um, VIX, it's not that volatile. Where we were in March, uh, we had a lot of fear. Now we've got half as much, but still incredibly elevated. A lot of fun stuff going on, right? U.S. existing home sales tumbled in March. Hey, let's have a COVID party at my house. I mean, no, no. Let's have a, a, a an open market, an open house. We'll call it a COVID party after everyone leaves on how many people came into our house and coughed. Home sales dropped by the most in nearly four and a half years in March. NAR, the National Association of Realtors, said sales tumbled 8.5% to a rate of about 5.27 million units. Uh, the data contracts uh, did reflect contracts that were signed in January and February before coronavirus paralyzed the economy. 
So there's no way, in my opinion, we escape this recent downturn in the economy without real estate taking a hard hit. Um, now, again, that's where it becomes like, how much do you want to buy into that? And um, I get it. A lot of people think nationwide home prices, you know, because they're not printed in a newspaper, that they must not be happening. Um, one of my mortgage broker friends said something interesting to me yesterday. Again, we're processing a lot right now. But he goes, borrowers and forbearance will see their credit adversely impacted, even though the recently passed CARES Act stated that the forbearances will not impact credit. Uh, he is convinced, and he does real estate appraising of homes. Uh, he compared the pending sales prices to closed sales comps. And he says, we've easily lost 10% of values of homes across the nation. So mar- uh, stock market drops 30 40% after having a 10-year run. Real estate drops 10%, but do you even know it if you're still living in the home you're in? But him bringing up the, the fact that the mortgage lenders are going to see that you didn't pay your mortgage for 90 days, that's a damnation. That's not good. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing more. Find me online at newfocusfinancial.com. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and your money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. There's a lot going on right now. Kim Jong-un was in critical condition after surgery, so says U.S. intelligence officials. Most who've paid attention to media would say, good, he's been an evil dictator who does horrible things to his people and people that plot against him. I say, ooh, if he goes down on a deathbed, maybe he strikes against South Korea to cement his legacy. I don't know. Maybe he goes against Japan to cement his legacy. Maybe he has a fevered dream. I don't ever feel comfortable when there's major shifts of power. I don't know. Maybe it was that whole reading Shakespeare growing up kind of thing. That sometimes the replacement's worse than the demon. Trump is pledging funds today for the oil industry to avert deeper job losses. Yesterday, when oil fell apart, one of the very first things I said to some friends and family members were, this is bad for Texas. Like, Saudi Arabia could could get through this, no problem. It's not going to be great for countries that hate America to see a massive reduction in how much revenue they're pulling in for pulling that dirty stuff out of the ground, right? There's going to be pain, but Saudi can go through it. The United States can't because we're more profit-driven. So Trump is pledging funds for the oil industry to avert deeper job losses. If you take a look, we're also six months, less than six months from electing a president, so we're about five and a half. Here's some of the ramifications. Like, you know, I told you Kim Jong-un kind of freaks me out that who's going to take his power? What if Trump says, you know, the economy, the world is in such a bad position right now, and the United States is in such a bad position I'm canceling the election. I'm staying on for another term. Haven't we had presidents stay on for four terms in time of war? Is this not the imposition? Is a war? I'm just throwing it out there. Odds of it happening, not good. But 
let's put it this way. None of you said out there that it's, it's out of the realm of possibility. The Fed is buying assets as much as they can. So that's good. Congress looks like they're going to pass another stimulus. So that's out there, whether it's good or bad. Some of my elderly listeners have been emailing me like, is this going to lead to hyperinflation? We haven't seen hyperinflation in 20 years, and we've been doing this for 20 plus years. Um, Yes, um, there has been hyperinflation in the United States in the 70s. But so far, printing of money is not seeming to jack it up. So why not print? And you're like, well, that's not the right answer. You know, you're basically saying you don't earn the money, so just go print it. <laughs> I know, right? It's uh, good to be the king. And other countries are doing it, so it seems like, I don't know, maybe it's the accepted norm now. I'm not speaking for the industry. This isn't me. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about money investing and more. The owner of Barstool Sports, he switched from gambling on sports to gambling on stock market. What's funny about this is he's a pretty honest dude. They're trying to upend ESPN, and they've done it with kind of the millennial mindset. Like, millennials are okay mixing gambling with baseball. It doesn't have to be a purist ESPN approach. Uh, I bet a millennial would bet on, you know, who gets caught with performance enhancing drugs this year, right? But the dude, the head of Barstool Sports, deposited $3 million to an E-Trade account. He said his day trading experience, he's lost $700,000 plus already. $740,000. So he said, I watch movies like Wall Street and Wolf on Wall Street, and he's like, I think I could do that. I could be the next guy who does this. He lost $2 million on Boeing alone. Now, again, he's put a lot of work into this. He's got the money to burn. I've never met a day trader, never met a day trader who turned a small amount of money into a large amount of money. You're going to have to pay taxes, and then you're going to make mistakes. Are there great traders out there? Yes, and they typically live in Chicago or New York. They typically don't you know, have to go drop the kids off at soccer. 800-516-1220 to each calls on the air. Um, gyms are starting to open back up, or they want to open back up. And again, the reason I bring this up is I don't know what that's going to look like. But I can tell you I have friends who are like, that's a horrible idea. I'm canceling my gym membership because people are going to die. And there's other people who are like, I'll just wipe down the, the equipment and uh, social distance. I don't know. Jim's a pretty gross place. As noted by 24-hour fitness, potentially filing for bankruptcy. They're not used to being shut down and not getting their, their dues. So a lot of companies trying to manage their brand right now. Have you noticed how many TV commercials have changed from, uh, hey, let's get together and have a beer, to let's sit six feet apart and have a beer? Every commercial I saw last night for probably 10 in a row had something to do with COVID. Whether it's we're all being nicer to each other or let's salute the caregivers. Hey, caregivers are here as I get it. It's getting pushed pretty hard in the marketing messages right now. And maybe that's a great thing or maybe it's like, 
are you guys just doing that so you could kind of associate your brand with heroes? Telehealth is going to be a big business coming out of this. There's a company called Roe, R-O, who's launching their first TV commercial for uh, a group called Rory. And um, you're going to see more and more telehealth. And I think that's a good thing, right? Everyone's stuck at home. A lot of people are ordering groceries online. I've heard this more than a couple times. Oh, I used Instacart, and it was awesome. I've never used them before. We're basically quickly maturing in an industry. And you know there's going to be a big winner out of it. Out of it will be Amazon, because if things get back to normal, when things get back to normal, even though we maybe use Instacart, we may go back to someone like Amazon.com to fulfill through their Whole Foods and through their own Amazon brands, in large part because we get pay for the service or something. I don't know. Something tells me Amazon's going to win. I don't know why I feel that, but something tells me they're going to win, and they're going to win big. So taking a look at the markets today, started off pretty ugly. Stocks opened sharply lower. Oil futures, we didn't think they could go below zero. They went further below zero. Broad-based decline. Treasuries gain. The 10-year treasury went lower as people are piling into it, saying, I'll take that pitiful 55 basis points. Give it to me. S&P 500 down 1.5%. Um, not that bad of a day. It certainly could be worse. The down days have a little less sting in them than they did in March. Part of the process... And again, it's probably good that we didn't go straight back up and how shall we say never deal with our situation as adults. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. I'm Rob Black. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and your money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. Coronavirus continues to spread throughout the United States. Sporting events have been shut down pretty aggressively. Live Nation tried to pull a quick one on us, saying that if you've bought tickets, we don't have to refund. And then they've changed their tune on that as their brand started taking a hit. One area that I think actually has some play here Obviously, marijuana sales have done very, very well, but I'm not talking marijuana right now. Maybe tomorrow. I'll talk marijuana tomorrow if you want me to. One area that has some play right now is sports. I know you're saying, Rob, baseball, it's going to be shut down. Football, maybe it doesn't happen. Like, come on, Rob, get with a program. Um, well, first and foremost, maybe they do happen. I don't know. I don't know what our pain threshold is going to be. And I don't know who's going to win um, the minds and hearts of, of American consumers getting back to work or not. But esports, the sport where you don't have to be six foot five, two hundred and thirty-five pounds of lean muscle to play football. Esports, you can be a, a nerd. You can be three foot six inches tall, and you can be the meanest player on the field. So tournaments still happening very much so. Online tournaments are getting some kind of strange press. 
there was a Fortnite tournament re- recently that a couple years ago, what late nineties, early two thousands, you might have vaguely remembered hearing a story about denial of service, where companies like Amazon, we were trying to buy stuff and their website was jammed. So in a recent Fortnite tournament, a player decides he wants to win. So he does a DDS attack on another player who is close to him or something like that while they're playing. I don't kind of get all that information, but who knew there'd be espionage at esports? So with video games having at least the play of we've got a lot of time at home right now and we are playing video games and we are spending more time. And companies like Netflix have to throttle back their video quality because we're consuming a lot of bandwidth. With the NCAA men's tournament, the women's basketball tournament, the Olympics, baseball starting late, maybe football, uh, maybe basketball and hockey don't finish. That leaves the door wide open for prize money and advertising money to find a home in esports for the short term, maybe the midterm. Maybe it gets introduced and it sticks around. So I think you have to invest in companies like AMD and NVIDIA for the long-term patient investor if you're a growth investor. And if you don't mind getting a 30 40% haircut on the stock, that's, the, that's what you get when you invest in a hot sector. You can figure it out for yourself and consult a broker advisor for taking action on any stocks ever mentioned. Stocks open sharply lower today. Crude oil for June is sitting around $15 a barrel. That's pretty damn low. There's a supply gut, glut. We can call it a gut. I got a big old gut of oil, right? So there's a supply glut, and the problem is Saudi and Russia kind of got in a, for lack of a better term, a pissing contest on who could make more oil and who could survive lower oil, who could supply and maybe get relationships that carry them in the future of being the number one supplier or maybe more market share. You get the idea. So at a time when world demand was slowing down, oh, crap, we actually stopped. We, did, we stopped moving. Planes aren't in the air anymore, so the supply swelled as uh, Russia, and Chi- Russia and not China, China would love, but Russia and Saudi Arabia were in a kind of a race to... Supply, 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 because they did make a deal, but that deal doesn't go into effect until May. So right now they can still continue to pump it out, but there's nowhere to put it, and that's why it's a problem, which is also a thesis that we still have to really build out in our heads as investors. Um, 2019 was a very good year for the economy, Uh, near record unemployment. We saw a little bit of wage growth enough to go, hey, we saw a little bit of wage growth. 2020 is not going to be amazing. The question is, does 2021 look a lot more like 2019? A little bit? Somewhere in between. And then we could start getting into cases like, well, maybe 2022 will be even better than 2021. Um, one question I'm getting a lot of right now is people asking me about using... Companies like Wealthfront or Robinhood or Bloom, companies that are doing things like letting you invest in companies commission-free with your bank account linked that day, no paperwork really signed. Um, there's a company called Bloom, which will professionally manage your 401k. It does it in under five minutes. 
Wealthfront, get your first 5000 managed free. When most people look at a CFP as, you know, instead of 5000 they're looking for 500000 So how's Wealthfront doing it so cheap? Well, they're not doing a good job of it, but it's out there. So the pushing on a string is a great concept of, I've said this, and this is, it's still, I don't know if it's too soon or what have you, but this lockdown has been pretty good for me. Um, cleaning up my, my dirty restaurant habit, getting too many lunches, getting too many dinners at restaurants, too expensive. It's not too expensive. It's just expensive. Um, do I miss farmer's market? Sure. But, um, I guess it's not the worst thing, except for her last two times I've been to Safeway, they've had no vegetables. I know you're saying, Safeway sold out of broccoli? I know. Every kid in America just cheered. Woo! I don't have to eat it, Mom. They don't have it. That's weird. So That's very weird. But the, there's a concept of pushing on a string right now that we have to continue to think about. Is we got a ton of stimulus coming to us, but then we get someone like me who goes, "I've seen my credit improve as I've cut my my uh, balance down." Now I don't carry a balance; I pay off everything I charge in that month, so as to not get hit with that twelve, fifteen, twenty-five percent interest fee. Who can afford that? No one can. But I've seen my my budget improve. Now again. It wasn't chosen, so the question is, when does it come back? I'll tell you, I'll probably eat fewer restaurants in the future, right? Not because I'm worried about germs and everything, but because I'm like I've seen the cost of it. Eight hundred five one six twelve twenty. Netflix still doing very well. Amazon still doing very well. Coca Cola had a very messy quarter because you're drinking more of it at home, but you're not drinking any of it at restaurants. IBM, I honestly don't care about their quarter. Um, that's been a company, and I'll, I'll just be as honest as I can with you. I used to respect IBM a lot as a business, and it just feels like they got the 90s wrong, they got the 2000s wrong, they got the 2010s wrong, and I feel like I'm just waiting, and it, I don't want to feel stupid. Have you ever seen a movie where girls fall in love with a guy, and she goes, well, I'll do it. Just don't make me look stupid. I am not waiting for IBM. It's a company that would make you look stupid. They're not going to show up when they say they're going to show up. When they show up, they're not going to be drunk, but they're going to be sloppy. Why would you want to own IBM when you can own Microsoft or Salesforce or Apple or it's all bird rides taking action any of these stocks? But we're getting deeper into earnings season. And one of the things I like about briefing.com is they have that earnings calendar. Um, this week we get Netflix today. Now you don't think a lot of people are going to go, I'm damn interested in hearing what Netflix has to say about the world, about their content. Will there be a season three of, I don't know. I tend not to get involved in seasons. I know you're saying that's kind of a weird thing to say out loud. I just don't have time. I don't have the time commitment now. So, earnings season. So, Netflix tonight, right? Um, that'll be kind of exciting. Tomorrow, before the market opens, Biogen and AT&T. Um, AT&T will, will listen for the word 5G a lot. 
Ericsson makes equipment, we'll listen to see how they're competing with Huawei as far as 5G equipment. Uh, Delta Airlines tomorrow morning. You think they're going to have something fun to say? I can't wait to hear that one. Then you start getting into things like Silicon Labs and play on semiconductors, STM microelectronics. There's a lot of data to be learned tomorrow. And that's not even before we get to the close. Um, Netgear tomorrow night. Um, Cohen and Steers. Boston Beer. Boston Beer has been a massive play on Truly and White Claw. Truly is Boston Beer's competitor to White Claw. And last summer we were talking, last year was the summer of the claw. This summer we're talking about, well, we may be drinking them, but we're drinking them in isolation. Spirit Airlines is going to report numbers tomorrow. Talking about a company I don't care about. I would be interested in someone who's listening right now to write in tell me, Rob at RobBlackShow.com, Rob at RobBlackShow. Why do you like a company like Spirit Airlines? I can't invest in that. TD Ameritrade reports tomorrow night after the market closes. Las Vegas Sands. Oh, yeah, I want to go to Vegas right now and put my hands on dirty cards and sit at a table and cough on each other. No, 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 no. Las Vegas Sands has a lot to tell us. I saw that they want to open back up in mid-May. I'm like, oh, let's see. A lot going on. You can find me online at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. I'm Rob Black. Um, don't be shy right now. Good time to have your portfolio reviewed. We'll take a break. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. We're dealing with a lot right now. We're dealing with a president that watches the media. And some of his policies look predictable one day, and then they change on the next. Not, I'm not going to get into a political comment here. Um, but none of us has really gone through this COVID thing. What I'm liking is not a lot right now. But I'm liking that we're not dead and that we haven't hit zero. We've gone from pandemic or epidemic and... China. We've dealt with that. Like, that's scary. Then we turn it into a pandemic and we're like, wow, a lot of people are dying in Italy. And that's scary. We're dealing with it as it kind of goes around and takes down the United States harder than we would have wanted. Um, Jeff Bezos is still Jeff Bezos. He just bought a $16 million New York City apartment, the fourth in the same building. He's going to have a building at some point, isn't he? Feels that way. Um, or do you lose cachet at that point? Um, oil became very slippery this week. And it threw another wrench into our economy and stock market wealth. The Chevrons, they employ a lot of people. The Exxons. The marathon oils, the pipelines. Uh, let's say you've got a cushy job in the Bay Area. You're the head of virtual reality at Facebook or something. There's people out there who are working pretty hard on pipelines. And when oil collapsed, you can all but be assured that the job market and oil collapsed in the United States. 
we're a funny nation because we shut down when there's no money to be made. We shut it down. Uh, we don't go, ah, oh, we'll have the government pay half this barrel and we'll keep pumping it out. We'll do that a little bit with farmers where we'll allow farmers to lose money and we'll subsidize them, but not so much with oil. We got the Dow Jones Industrial Average 30 down 500 points, NASDAQ down 269, the SP 500 down two and a half. The bad news, the hits just keep on coming. Um, Netflix reports tonight after the bell. Boeing, I see, is at 137. Boeing's not at 100. So what I'm trying to get at is March was a, a rude month. And it fell rude. April, I still could see us retesting those March lows. April's been glorious, though. But another shoe fell with oil. Basically, the demand has collapsed based on COVID. So the elbow is connected to the knee bone. What we've learned is if people have flus and they don't go out, well, guess what? They're not getting on flights. If they're not getting on flights, they're not consuming oil. If they're at home and they can't go to a store, they're not buying stuff made out of plastic oil. They're not buying into the oil economy. <laughs> um, so that's hitting. We're in earnings season, so we're starting to get a little bit of clarity on what, how some of this going to play out. But it's still pretty unsettling. So I still have my shopping list. I have some emergency money, and I've got some money that I've, I've gone to cash in. So I'm looking at like at a McDonald's. Is that Am I ready for that? It's one of the few restaurants still open. And they seem to be pretty well supplied with nuggets. They're not running out of nuggets anytime soon. They're probably saving a bundle on toilet paper because people aren't allowed to come to the store. And you're saying you're kidding about that one, right? <laughs> I am kidding about that one. Trump did something kind of curious last year, night. President Trump, he's suspending immigration in the United States. Um, I've got mixed feelings on that, and I'm not smart enough to have a, a, a good opinion. Existing home sales plunged 8.5% in March. That's no bueno. That's bad bueno. Um, if you think the oil industry getting hit, the stock market getting hit, the healthcare sector getting hit, uh, bailouts left, bailout rights, the restaurant industry, right? If you think all that doesn't add up to hitting the housing market, you are loco in the cocoa. Your housing has gone down. Go try to sell it. You're going to find that you can't because you're not going to attract enough buyers. Maybe you can. I don't know. But that's what they're seeing in the real estate market, massive slowdown. And... Um, there's going to be unemployment, and unemployment leads to not paying your mortgage, and unemployment leads to not paying your rent, and people saying, I'm going to get out of my house and go into renting. It doesn't help with the dynamics of real estate, usually. <laughs> Crude oil is up 109% today. Uh, it's up from like two bucks to three bucks. <laughs> Yowch. Um, that's a where do we store the, the stuff problem more so than anything else. But again, it shows you like if you have a how important the cost of storage is. 800 516 1220 to each calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we talk about.
uh, grocery stores should come out of this pretty positive on delivery. The companies that were ready for it, you're really seeing companies like Target and Walmart, Amazon. They were playing into the millennial delivery economy. And I don't think they turn their back on it, if you know what I'm saying. 800-516-1220, each calls on the air. A number of online retailers have been using the tactic recently to try to juice up sales. Um, trying to get you to buy their product, be in the brand. You're going to see more and more of that. A lot of privatization in direct-to-consumer retail. Um, I'd say maybe personalization. So, Anyhow, I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money investing and more. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Let's say you like business power suits. Retail's going to get smarter and smarter about getting those to you. Um, they're going to learn a lot in this uh, coronavirus inv- uh, world. You can find me online at newfocusfinancial.com or Rob Black Show.